This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We're not going to let Republicans make these individuals political pawns. They should not have sent people away that were seeking refuge. Well, I didn't see this coming. I mean, it's no surprise that Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, would be suing uh, over the the migrants that are coming to his city. And the first cut you heard there was Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York. Mm. But a massive win for Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Apparently, and he went on X just last night and claimed this victory. And he says the success of his program to send migrants on buses to not only New York, Chicago, Boston, L.A.'s gotten some, some of the, the mid-Atlantic states. He says he sent out 100,000 that he would have had to deal with at the Texas border. The political pressure is forcing the White House to uh, institute deportations. He's claiming victory on this. It's about time. Look, somebody had to do it. I know these are drastic wow. measures. And I see, that's why I, I don't agree. I, and I understand the argument from Eric Adams where he says these people shouldn't be used as political pawns. And he's right. And you know what? She, they are pawns. Yeah, in, in a sense. They I mean, are. And it's sad. And it, it shouldn't be that way, right? Right. But at the same time... I think what's happening here, too, is that it's not necessarily that they're political pawns, but they are being used to make a point to say this is a problem, not to make a point to try to win an election. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's to make a point of saying, hey, look at what we're dealing with. Look at all of these people. You expect us to handle all these people? Well, we're going to send them to you so you can understand the problem that we're facing as a state of Texas and as a country. Sure. Otherwise, so something get done about if it. If they were just stuck in Texas or Arizona, or they made the point, there's another thing that worked. They convinced the whole country we're all border states. What if we? What if we had to deal with most of them? New York was fine with that then, right? Totally fine. No, they were good with ignoring it. Nobody and- cared in Chicago when it was just they were stuck at, at the southern border around Eagle Pass, Texas. Nobody worried about that. Taking over farmland. Remember that story? That was fine. Yep. So as sad as it is, it's the only thing that got the message to them. And now you've got this happening. Reportedly, according to the New York Times, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, considering rules that would allow faster deportations of illegal migrants, the pressure is on the White House so much. It's huge. It's the only... The, listen, this wouldn't have happened without Greg Abbott's bus plan. Wouldn't have happened. DeSantis has done some too, but mainly it was him. You. This is what happens when you apply pressure. You have to make a point. You have to make a statement. And look, it may not... You make the argument, well, this isn't humane. They shouldn't be doing this. It's not humane to give people basically you know, false... Hope and right. false ideas. That's what it was. Are they going to come here and it's everything's going to be grand, and then meanwhile they end up living on the street with their family? Yep, That's true. not humane. Whole thing is just a tragic situation. Again, originating at the White House. But now you got uh, Eric Adams in New York. He filed a lawsuit against the bus companies. Let's go after the buses. If this doesn't tell you how desperate this is, they're trying to get some money to care for this stuff. They want seven hundred million bucks to cover the cost of caring for the migrants sent to New York from Texas. Do bus companies make that much? I don't think so. <laughs> Oh my God! I don't, I don't know which bus companies they are, but I don't think so. Seven hundred million. 
Gosh. He says the charter companies violated the law by not covering the cost of care for people that were sent to the state. That's not their job, is it? They're just a charter company. I think this is a Hail Mary. I think yeah. they're just shooting for uh, shooting for the moon on this one. That's kind of like trying to, to shoot the messenger in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're, they're given a job to do, and that's what they did. They're a charter company. That was another thing Greg Abbott commented on last night. He just kind of laughed at it. He says, well, that's baseless. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, good luck with that one. How about just try to fix the problem at its roots? Yeah, no kidding. Hey, the self Florida Morning Show. Jen coming back from vacation next week. There's Diener. I'm Bill. In the meantime, it looks as though, uh, just real quick here, we're going to get some weather this weekend in the mm-hmm. form of you know better chance of rain. Still nice today, though. Mostly. Possibly, I guess. But if you're flying to the northeast, big snow coming. A lot of people out of South Florida trying to make trips to the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast. First snowstorm of the year. It's going to be all hyped up. All the weather channels losing its mind already. Oh, I can't wait to put on Jim Cantori oh. later today. Oh. Check out his Twitter feed. Are they going to name this storm? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know when they started naming snowstorms, but they do. <laughs> no, Yeah, they're, they're making a big fuss about this. I think it's because... The amount of snowfall they're looking at, you know, the major cities in the, in the Northeast. Oh, yeah. They really haven't experienced a bad storm in no, they a couple it's years. True. It's true. They haven't. So it <clears throat> should be coming this weekend. If you get a flight, just keep an eye on it because a lot of people are heading out of South Florida, heading up there, mm-hmm. vacation time. In the meantime, we talked about this. I think it was a Jen or you had the story about the Stanley Tumbler Cups, oh. the rage of them. It was one of our rapid fires in late December. Yeah, I think Jen was talking about it. So they're all the rage. I know my daughters have one each, and I remember they were talking about it. And this all started on TikTok. This is how this thing, I guess they marketed these things. They're just giant water or whatever tumblers. And they're, they are really good. They're just giant. And you you actually told us about this. You you yeah. kind of clued Jen and I in on these things. You said how good they are. I mean, they, they are very good. They, they work well in keeping your drinks cool. My, my daughters were all excited to get some, but not to this extent. Oh, so boy. the hype has only continued, I guess, over the holidays for these right. things. Well, that, that Stanley company jumped up on the hype, and they teamed up with Starbucks, and they released a limited edition, of course, to create the hype, pink Stanley Tumblr cup. If you haven't seen it, it's just a big metal cup with a big handle. And it's and pink. They, and they do it with Starbucks through the in the Target stores. Oh, okay. Created mass hysteria to try to get these. I mean, Why? the videos are out there. You can find them, but people just rushing and pushing each other over to get a hold of them, and it's insane. I don't understand. Why? Who cares? It's a pink cup. The only thing crazier, and TMZ had the, the video on this, is when someone tries to steal one or, or a few oh. and get them away from the crazies that are trying to get them. Because this happened at one of the uh, Target Starbucks. They don't know where yet, but it oh, happened that this boy. guy hopped the counter to steal them. Oh, boy. And the other fanatics beat the crap out of them. Listen, if there's one group I don't want to mess with, oh. it's Target Starbucks moms. Oh, my God. Don't mess with that group. Don't get in their way. <laughs> no. They will destroy you. This is the moment that <laughs> oh, he attempted no. to steal the cups. He was tackled by the customers. <laughs> I told you it was the Target Starbucks moms. Listen to this. Get him! Get him! Stop him! Stop! Now, oh! Now keep in mind, so the, the tumblers, which are metal with a handle, are all over the floor. They start grabbing them and hitting them with them. Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> This guy, this guy, like his pants are falling down. And he was arrested because the other customers who who want, and they're just, they're not mad at the theft. They're mad at they didn't get the cups and he was going to run out of the store before they got him. This is the rest of it. Stop him! Stop him! Look at, this is insane. Look at this. He is insane. Oh my 
gosh. Yeah, he's insane. So are the people that beat the tar out of him. Yeah, and so are the people who are going crazy over a pink cup. What is it's happening? The new, there's always some in-demand thing that's all the rage. Isn't it amazing? Just to, uh, it's it holds water <laughs> or whatever. I mean, my gosh. And it's called the Stanley Cup, which I don't know how they're allowed to do that. But I, that's what I didn't understand when my girls were first trying to find him. You want the Stanley Cup? Me huh. too. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm like, are they into hockey finally? <laughs> eh, apparently not. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> science has come up with the best way to keep your New Year's resolutions. We'll talk about that coming up next. Because apparently this is the weekend where most people drop them. It's oh, it. That's it. You went through your first week of work. You're traumatized. It's it. It's Christ- over. Christmas lights come down and so, so do the New Year's <laughs> resolutions. <what> <laughs> All right, we've got that. Uh, what was in the second day of the Epstein document dumps? We'll mm. talk about that too. It's all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Let's start with a positive. You made it to Friday. First back, first week back to work for a lot of people. Uh, Jen is off a vacation this week. She'll be back next week. There's Dina on Bill. So that's good news. Yeah. So absolutely. if you made it through, congratulations. That's all good. There's a lot of heavy news. And day two of the Epstein document dumps happened yesterday. It's just more of the same, really. More mentions of Bill Clinton. A lot of celebrities listed in there. And again, the mentions don't mean any, anybody's tied to anything. And you shouldn't call it the Epstein client list. It's not really a list. It's mostly published testimony from a lot of the victims and them asking questions about certain people. It doesn't imply guilt at all. It's just anybody that suspected anything of anybody, it just confirmed whatever you thought before. That's all That's all that came out of this. Pretty much. And, you know, what was it, yesterday, the strange names that we weren't expecting that were in those documents were David Copperfield and Stephen Hawking, <laughs> apparently for two very different reasons. I still can't get over the Stephen Hawking. Um, my gosh. Okay, um, that is an allegation with that one. Yeah. Yeah, that that is... Okay. <laughs> That's a whole different story. My gosh. Um, but now in this one, the names George Lucas and Naomi Campbell came up. It's very odd. And again, what's the context, right? So we don't really know. Yeah, what's the they, line of questioning, right? Right. You know, is it coming up because, like, is it similar to Trump's where his name appeared because he was being cleared in the yeah. documents? You know, they're asking, you know, if they were ever at Epstein's house, what was their presence? What were they doing there? So you, you just got to look into the details and why these names are mentioned. I don't know. I do know this. Tucker Carlson on his uh, Twitter show. What is it? Tucker Carlson Network or something? I think that's what it is. TCN. TCN, yeah. yeah. He interviewed uh, Epstein's brother. And he Boy. can't really blame the guy for not wanting to be on camera. He was kind of off camera as Tucker was asking him questions. In a roundabout kind of way, he, like everybody else in the world, doesn't believe that Epstein killed himself behind sure. bars. But he makes a pretty good point. He says, what everybody should know could be concerned about every American citizen, no matter what you think of creepy Jeff Epstein, was that, how did this happen by our own government? Mm. That, that, that was his question. And just to get people thinking about this. People shouldn't, like you said, sh- people shouldn't uh, be complacent with the fact that somebody was killed in a federal prison under federal protection. Yeah, and officials at the very highest levels are lying about it. Yeah, and people should be aware of that. Tucker also asked him, he goes, do you think any other foreign government agencies were involved in this? And he goes, I don't know. He goes, I have no reason to believe that. But Tucker's asking the question. He's asking questions. If you haven't paid attention to Tucker post-Fox, he's been even better than before. Because he's not not afraid to ask anything now. Well, that's the thing, right? He's just completely unfiltered. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it was like Tucker on Fox, but on steroids. Pretty much. It's It's not like he was held back too much before, which would... That's what got him fired. He thinks. Yeah, but still, he's just he's just on the loose now. It's fantastic. It's it's interesting to hear. I 
number one, I didn't know Epstein had a brother. I know. So there's imagine there's being that. him. By the way, man, that's tough. No wonder why I didn't want to be on camera. Yeah, I don't blame him. I Jeez. I wouldn't want to be either. So, Ugh, God, <laughs> horror. The whole thing is sordid. It really just is awful. The more you hear about it, just horrifying. You know, and everybody's always very interested in what these documents have to say. And I get it, right? We want to know the details oh, of yeah. who was involved with what. Sure. And a lot of it has just been kind of uncovering the operation. You know how how did it work so well for so long? Uh cover up by you know what i think the the main takeaway from this for me anyway is how much the media knew about this and cover and and squashed the story yes abc had the whole story we know that much That's they right. could have they could have revealed this they could have if they did real investigations if they, be, they were afraid to because of the names involved and the power players involved they could have exposed this thing easily and on top of that apparently so could have uh, vanity fair because we found that out in the new document dump that apparently, former President Bill Clinton came storming in. These, these are the accusations in the documents. Right. Storming into Vanity Fair offices, demanding they don't write about the story. And they caved right away. And they did. Wow. Gosh, man. How do you live with yourself? I don't, I don't know how they do. I don't know. But they'll, they'll be a... In the afterlife, they'll pay the price. Because they're not yeah. going to now. It's true. Nobody's going to pay a price from this. Nobody. That, well, that's the thing that upsets me. God. Yeah. All right. In, in much lighter lifestyle yes, fluff news, it's let's not, get to it's that. It's not another giant spider, is it? No, I swear. Okay. I'm sorry. I should have waited from the show to do that one. That's I scared, okay. the, scared the pants off of Diener. <laughs> did you put that in the blog? I did. It's on the morning show blog. It was so horrifying. I had to go on the morning show blog. That's where, uh, if you missed that, there's a new venomous by the most venomous in the world has been found in Australia. <laughs> so that's good news. Yeah. In better news, actually, not really. This is the weekend, apparently. Science has determined this is the weekend. If you made some New Year's resolutions, they're just most people give up. Oh, you got no shot? You went through a week back to work. You're all beaten down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but the University of London did a sociology uh, survey to come up with on Monday morning when all your coworkers ask you, because you've been bragging about it, right? Sure. You were all high and mighty saying, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to quit coffee. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to do this. Well, when you fail and people are asking you about it, what to say? They say what not to do is to say, I, I just didn't have the time. Okay. Nobody wants to hear that. In C fact. Because nobody has time. It can, nobody has right. time. Right. So nobody wants to hear that. The better option to explain away and make excuses for you failing in your New Year's resolutions, they say, are external factors. For example, instead of saying that, you know, um, you just weren't going to the gym because you didn't have time, you know what? To be honest, I couldn't afford it. Oh, wow. Okay. So you play the sympathy card. And like, in the study, people say, oh, yeah, I get that. Okay. Maybe. And then uh, they do like a GoFundMe for you. Yeah. Maybe you come out ahead in the yeah, game. Yeah. Make some money. As opposed <laughs> to saying, hey, why did you, I thought you were going to the gym. What happened? Instead of saying, if you said, well, I just don't have time. Right. No your buddy's there. probably going to go, you slob. Right, exactly. You're right. lazy. But if you say you can't afford it, you know, they get that. Psychological games. I That's like it. That's exactly what it is. I like that. I will tell you this. Stop telling the world about what your resolutions are. Uh, you don't have to tell everybody. Which one <laughs> Which one is has a higher fa uh, failure rate? New, New Year's resolutions or giving up something for Lent? I've always wanted. It's got to be resolutions. It's got to be right because I think more people do that. Lent is more centralized. It to is centralized. Christianity, and you're tying the church to it. You don't want to fail before God. <laughs> this is just you don't want to be embarrassed in front of your work buds. That's true. You know what it is too with resolutions. Most people fail around the same time, like they're saying this weekend. So you're like all of your friends are back to drinking right. in dry January, and you're the only one left out. You're like, okay. 
you have that buddy at work says, all right, all right, this is the year I'm going to give up smoking. You're going to come in on Monday smoking outside. Oh, exactly. Before you even get in the office. Oh. Joe, what happened? Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. And you know as well as I do, they want you to fail, too. That's right. They're dying for you to fail. (laughs) There's there's solace in fellow failure. (laughs) That's what it is. Yes. All right. Hey, we got uh, rapid fire coming up next. Oh, no. We'll cover. <laughs> better find some stories. Speaking Jeez. of failing, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll cover uh, what's going on in the headlines uh, before you head into the weekend. Uh, Jen is off this week. She'll be back next week. There's Diener on Bill. Keep it here. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. We're not going to send you into the weekend without knowing some stuff, things to talk about. It's been a busy, crazy week. It's Rapid Fire. By the way, two-thirds of us here. Diener's here. I'm Bill. Jen's coming back next weekend, next uh, week. I think it's Tuesday, actually. She might be off Monday again. She's skipping out another day? I, you know, I just le- recently learned this, Diener. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell you, that's the way to go. All right. She's a veteran with this stuff. All right. What everybody's talking about, and it's a lot to go through, so most likely you're just hearing bits and pieces here and there, but it was the second day of the Epstein document dump. Mm-hmm. ABC leading the charge on this one. They had the story on it, but from the New York court case, uh, a lot of names mentioned. Once again, we'll we'll say this just in the name of responsibility. It doesn't mean it's a client list or anybody specifically tied to things. A lot of these names that came up were just in testimony, like the investigators were asking some of the victims and witnesses about people. Did they see them? Did they not see them? But some of the names that were in that testimony, in the questioning anyway, were interesting yesterday. Way more on the celebrity side. What? George Lucas? Yeah. Uh, that was interesting. Was it Naomi Campbell? Naomi Campbell. I think those were the two big ones. Anybody very, else came out there yesterday? Very odd. Obviously, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. That was uh, There was more wow. of an allegation of him involved in things from the day one of Document Talk. That was, that was incredible. I still can't get over that one. Me neither. That the was world-famous physicist in a wheelchair. Direct allegations of participation with... Miners. Uh, there was also wow. a witness testimony yesterday. The most uh, probably prominent piece of information was Bill Clinton, once again mentioned a lot. One of the witnesses stated to the investigators that he he himself literally marched into the upper offices of Vanity Fair yeah. back in the day and demanded that they not talk about the Ep- his connection with the Epstein story in one of their publications. Makes you wonder... I don't know. It's all there. And by the way, just going back to, to George Lucas and uh, Naomi Campbell, George Lucas is the bigger name you're talking about. Yeah. The guy who made Star Wars, for goodness sakes. Um, we don't know why they're mentioned. No, we don't. So right. 
you know, not we're not uh, pointing fingers here on, on anything. And also, nothing's coming out of this. They're really not. It's, right. It's just anything you suspected before. What it sounds like, anyway, who you suspected before, you're probably going, yeah, yeah, I think so. No, no or one. Or not. No uh, mention of uh, Jimmy Kimmel yet, so Aaron Rodgers is still waiting on that one. I, think, I really think he's going to get sued over that. I think he might. I think Jimmy Kimmel will sue him over that. Well, sticking with the Epstein story, Bill. Yes. Kind of a different angle and a very... Honestly, really strange turn to this from someone that I wouldn't expect to make a conspiratorial type of statement. Huh. Megan Kelly. Oh, last yeah. night. <laughs> she uh, was called, I guess, delivering what is being considered a cryptic message. She was doing her show, which really? she does on YouTube and everything. It's just a big audience. Oh, say, she's been pretty good, too. She has. Right. And she's pretty known, you know, not to be like out there, so to oh, speak, yeah. right? She's usually pretty level-headed, whether you like her or not. She has the uh, reputation to be, you know, level-headed person. Mm-hmm. Well, she comes out and says, there's going to be a lot more developments in the coming year, and we may hear about them from Jeffrey Epstein directly. She says, we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein, I can tell you for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. And she says, we're going to hear a lot more about Epstein in the coming year, and you may be you may even be hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell it. Really? What does that mean? That he would still be alive? Or is it like a, a recording of him talking? Are there videotapes? Is that what she's referring to? I, I Or is she saying he's still alive and he faked his death? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that I, would be insane. Probably, uh... It, probably it, it would make sense. He, ha- he would have written material or something that would materialize. I've been waiting for that for a while, actually. Something else from him, a recording of something somebody finds. That's what she's referring to, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, w- I don't think she's the kind of person that would actually come out with a tease like that with nothing behind it either. Right, exactly. She's that like that's not her reputation. And also, by the way, she's totally independent now, as far as I know, with her YouTube she show. She is, right. She's not uh, governed by Fox anymore. Right. Or she's any other network. Kind of like with Tucker. She's just doing her own thing. That's I did not catch that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'll dig up the audio of her saying that, too, because that's, wow. Yeah, it's a wild one. So, again, the more likely scenario is that there are some statements that haven't come out yet directly from him. Probably. Um, and I don't know. I, I guess we'll see where she goes with this. I mean, that's wow. a pretty big uh, accusation there. Sure is. In the meantime, if you've got a flight, you know, this is still a big vacation time for a lot of people leaving South Florida, going to the Northeast. If you got a flight, check it. Major winter storm. Loaded with snow, bearing down in the east. Forecasters say this storm is going to dump the first major helping of snow on that region in about two years. And they got some last year. This will surpass that. I saw that stat, and I I was like, are you serious? I know. Two years since they got a a big snowstorm. It wasn't that much last year. They got some. But but most of it was right at Christmas. Right, and a lot of it was the west. Remember all that uh, lake effect snow Buffalo had? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is mainly the northeast. Snow and ice. Mm. Uh, Snarling traffic from the central Appalachians up to the New England region. Saturday to Sunday. Those are the two worst days. Six to a foot. Wow. Common in central and southern New England, too. So it's getting... Boy, I just missed that. Woo-hoo! You did a week away. You could have had a foot of snow in Boston. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> just the, yeah, I would say. I got 40 in rain. <laughs> That's what I got. So if you're uh, complaining about the rain tomorrow, which it is supposed to rain tomorrow, it's supposed to be kind of nasty tomorrow, just remember, at least you're not having a blizzard. Exactly right. We had a beautiful week of weather, so... We did. And it's supposed to, be, supposed to be nicer on Sunday, so... Oh, right. Um, well, <laughs> you know, Jen always says, uh, miracles never cease. Never. It's, it's one of her one of her sayings. That's right. And I, I think she would apply that to this story here in, in, in an actual miracle. 
Shia LaBeouf, who I guess you could say is most well known for kind of losing his mind at times. Yeah, he's a little nuts. Good you know, actor, though. Great actor, yeah. famous actor, uh, but kind of kind of had like some Britney Spears moments in sure. there during his career. Well, apparently he's straightened his life out, and it all comes from a role that he played as uh, Padre Pio. You've been talking about this. Yes, it's fascinating to me. So Padre Pio is a famous, um, I believe, Italian priest, and who's I mean, he was like early 20th century. He's a saint now, but he had, you know, the stigmata, he's very well known, you know, a lot of miracles surrounding him and things like that in, in, in the Catholic Church. And Shia LaBeouf played him in a biopic last year. But he's one of those like method actors where he's going to immerse himself in the role. So he actually lived with other, I think Franciscans. I think Padre Pio was a Franciscan. (laughs) He lived with other Franciscan priests to get into the role. Well, so much so that now he's completely converted to uh, Catholicism. Uh He's been confirmed in the Catholic Church. He says he's working his way to become a deacon. Shia LaBeouf is going to be a deacon in the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. Until he gets offered the role of Hugh Hefner in a in a Playboy biopic. Well, you know, I'm a method actor. I had to play the role in the grotto. Sorry. I could, I could tell you were not convinced. Well, you know, I was a deacon for six months. Then I got yeah. this role. Well, that's how that goes. I got a role to play Larry Flint. <laughs> Jeez. It's insane. I mean, it's that's not easy. Like becoming, it's, it's not like you know a three month course. It takes like three or four years to become a deacon. Oh, absolutely. They're very well educated too. I, and I'm sure he went through all the stuff. So I, I give him credit for that. How about that? Maybe it's keeping him, you know, off the crazy too. I guess so. It's so far so good. Huh. Maybe maybe another rack up another miracle for for uh, Padre Pio there. I don't know. Give him four. That's right. You got to update his bio, his, his baseball card. <laughs> now responsible for four miracles. <laughs> He straightened out Shia LaBeouf. He's in. That might be his biggest one of all. I remember that from my mom, her talking about saints. Don't you have to be... I always thought this was funny, too, because it's like a it's like trying to get into the Hall of Fame. It's true. It's a Don't qualifier. you have to be connected to at least three miracles to, yeah. be, to, to be considered for sainthood? Three verifiable miracles from the Vatican. Okay. Yes. Who was it that came up with the three qualification? Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he was Jesus himself. I don't know. That's a good question. And then do you have to have like a certain amount of uh, years played, batting average? That's right. Like what? <laughs> you have to be a certain year like removed. <laughs> like you have to be dead for a certain amount of time, like retired for five years again to the Hall of Fame. You have to be dead for five years before the baseball writers vote in your sainthood. <laughs> all right, I got it. Five, dead for five years and three miracles. All right. That's that's the qualification. It makes perfect sense. Sure. <laughs> Coming up next, we got some more headlines for you. We had the first real uh, fight between. Nikki Haley and Ronda Santis in Iowa. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was a, a CNN town hall. And uh, Sunday is supposed to be the day that you take down your Christmas tree. This is it. Yeah. More importantly, it's the busiest dating day of the year for online apps. Really? Uh, we'll try to figure out why. Hmm. I have I, some theories. I do, too. I think it, I think it involves uh, Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Trying to get a date for the big day. I okay. don't know. We got that in headlines. Coming up next, the Self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're gonna hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. Well, there it is. Diener was just talking about Megan Kelly last night, hinting something, and he just found the audio of it. Uh, Weird. She sounds serious, and I, I don't think she's somebody that actually would come out with a tease like that with nothing behind it. I, I think she's actually probably got the goods. Yeah, you know, 
it's that that's what kind of caught me off guard right now. No offense, but if it was like you know Alex Jones saying it, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty on par for Alex Jones. Like, oh, you yeah. know, what oh, is yeah, he talking yeah. about, right? But for making come Kelly, up with something like, I'm telling you, Epstein is alive and he's in a cave and he's going to be on my show next week. You know, like, he's a- <laughs> my exclusive, <laughs> right? You know, that's that that's par for the course. But to hear someone like Megyn Kelly, who is pretty even keel, you know, it doesn't have a reputation of saying wild things, kooky things, putting out crazy accusations. But for, there's also nobody I mean, holding her back to release something like this too, because she's not. She might that might have been the case at when she was at Fox. True, but not now. How about that Amy Roback thing that's making the rounds again? The, yeah. The, um, so she's been the news recently. She's the she's the Good Morning America co-host anchor. She was in that love affair thing with a yeah. co-anchor, blah blah blah, whatever. But a couple of years before that, she was on a hot mic and live, not live camera. It was as they were getting ready to do the show. Saying they had the goods on Epstein, had a story ready to go connecting him, Prince Philip, Epstein Island, witnesses, had everything, and her own network squashed it. Isn't that something? And they, she said, anyway, they squashed it because they were afraid of the royals. They, <laughs> were, they, were, they were so interested in getting the goods and information and tabloid stuff from um, Harry and Meghan at the time, and Kate and Will, that, that, that they would never get it again, so they squashed it. It's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, you're willing to do that. You basically sell your soul yeah. in that case. Oh, yeah. And now it's out anyway. So, that, I mean, how do you look yourself in the mirror? And here's where it gets serious, though. You know, an example of that, ABC squashing that story when they could have and other networks, and now we know Vanity Fair. Yeah. If they did real journalism and had the guts to actually come out with it despite the powerful people involved, they could have saved how many girls? Right. Right. If, if the word was out there sooner. Right. You know, and Epstein wasn't getting away with what he got away with for so long. Absolutely. Man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I don't know how you look yourself in the mirror. That's tough. That really is. So, I don't know. I don't know what she has. I don't know what it is. But nobody's paying a price from that yet. Maybe they will with the information she has. But nothing nothing is coming coming out of this. Could you imagine if she comes on her show? Because I think she does it on YouTube. If if Megyn Kelly comes on Mm -hmm. her show with some never-before-seen, like, self- you know, videotape thing that Jeffrey Epstein did. Right, a direct connection. Naming names. Right. Here's who. Here's what happened. Here's who was involved. Right, man. Almost like real uh, evidence. Right. Wow. Obviously, I mean, he's dead. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't think she was insinuating that he's like faked his death or anything. But she might be getting at that. There's some type of posthumous message. I don't know. Could be. Who the heck knows? Be crazy. All right. Well, yesterday, last night, actually, was the first real uh, showdown between. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis at a CNN town hall in Iowa. Aha. This is about as feisty as a god. I'm the only one that has a chance to beat Trump and win the general election. Nikki Haley can't get conservative voters. She's the darling of the never Trumpers. Nikki Haley. Iowa starts it. You know that you correct it. You know that you continue to go. They're both Hmm. very awkward people when you hear them in a setting like that. First of all, it sounds like low energy Ron. It's just because it was a very intimate kind of thing. Yeah. Usually he's like... I took on Disney, I out. That's right. He's like yelling something. (laughs) But they're both, I don't know, very, very strange on a stage. I guess, yeah, it depends on the setting, right? I guess so. I think Ron DeSantis is at his best when he's responding directly to something. Absolutely. He's a great administrator. I think he was a great governor. Not a very good candidate. He's just, 
I love DeSantis. I think he's been he's done mm-hmm. a great job here. He has. Aside from insurance rates, I think they need to fix that. At, and sadly, that's, that's what everybody's forgetting though is what a great job as governor he's done. Just right. because all of the you know super Trump supporters hate him now, exactly because he's running against Trump. Right, exactly. It's just you know he's not, he's not on your team anymore. Exactly. You know he's going against your guy. Exactly. But he's done a lot of great things for the state, especially mm-hmm. during COVID. But there's just something like you said. There's something about when you watch him on stage. He's almost, he seems like the guy who doesn't know where to put his hands or doesn't know what to do with with his arms. He's he's awkward. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He just is. And there's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't have the stage presence of Trump. The guy is a great administrator. Everybody right. has said it. Uh, you know, they told him directly. If Trump gets in again, and he probably will, he'll straighten everything out. DeSantis would be the perfect 2028 guy. Yes. Keep everything going. A great administrator. Hammer down, finish up some loose ends. Perfect. Carry the torch from from Trump after twenty four. Right. Should not have run now. Yeah, it's too soon. And I wonder if he ruined. That's the big question, isn't it? Has he ruined his chances in the future? I don't think so. Just because I think people have short memories. Yeah. And if we're say you know, hypothetically speaking, say Trump is president and right. we're in twenty twenty six, and I think people will look and say, oh well, you know, Ron DeSantis has done a good job as governor in the past couple of years from twenty four mm. to twenty six, and him and Trump are friends again, and you know he'll he'll carry on his policies. I think at that point people will. Be ready to move on. I guess so. I think so. We'll see what happens. I don't yeah. know. Well, this weekend, uh, Sunday, in fact, most people say it's the absolute deadline. You got to take your Christmas tree down. It's it. Yeah. If you got a real one, take it down. Yeah. Take it down. I, I even got an email from Port St. Lucie Waste Authority saying Monday is Christmas tree pickup day on the curb. Really? Yeah. Isn't that nice of them? It is. Boy, we don't get that. I know. They said they're going to recycle them. Well, Sunday's a different day. Oh. According to Tinder... The dating app. Oh, my. This Sunday is their busiest uh, volume traffic day of the entire year. They're anticipating because it is every single year. It's the first Sunday uh, in the new year. That's interesting. It's Dating Sunday, they call it. Huh. Extraordinary surge in people updating bios, uploading photos, sending messages, responding to them, swiping. I don't, how does that work? Is it swipe right you're interested? I think it's swipe right. We're out of that game. Yeah, we wouldn't I know. know. We're not the guys to ask. <laughs> so uh, it says people respond to messages 19.4 minutes faster on this dating Sunday coming up than any other Sunday of the year. So what are the theories behind this? First theory is the, the generic one is, well, it's a fresh start. You know, you're starting new. You so I'm thinking, win. right? You know, resolutions. You were like, yeah, new start. You, you, know, you know what I think it is? What? You are running out of time to get a date for Valentine's Day. Oh. That's what I think this is. That's not a bad theory. You're talking about a month away. You know, it gives yourself a little bit of leeway, a little bit of lead time. Try this person out. If that doesn't work out, find somebody else so that you're not alone and miserable on Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Because I think there's a strategy behind this. If you start dating somebody, now yes. you're a month away from Valentine's Day. You, If you're still with that person on February 14th, you're now required. It's been over a month to get a pretty, I oh, think, yeah. decent enough Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, there's always that debate. That's right. If I'm single, I'm waiting like five days before Valentine's. Yeah, why don't you wait till after the fact? Right, because then I'm not on the hook for a nice Valentine's Day gift. Like, hey, I, I just met you. And there's a chance you'll get a lonely pickup, too, that was upset about Valentine's Day. We'll be one and one. Look at that. <laughs> it's a, one and the same. It's perfect. I'm all for the, the, the lonely pickup strategy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah, you, just, you just join Tinder on like January 15th. Hey! <laughs> Who's disappointed? <laughs> Come on, All let's right. go. We got some more. Uh, by the way, Jen's uh, back next week. Uh, the South Florida Morning Show. There's Diener on Bill. We got some more headlines coming up next. 
Maybe we can dig into a little bit more what Megan Kelly is talking about with the Epstein files. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's curious to say the least. Uh, I think no doubt about that. And this craze is getting out of control with these Stanley oh, Tumbler cups. Gosh, where did this come from? It is insane. All right, then more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. You got this last little bit of the work week to get through it before the end of the weekend. This is the toughest work week because you're getting back to work for most of us after the holidays. Maybe you were on vacation. Short work week for a lot of people, but it could be tough. You can do it. You got yeah. this. Hey, man, boy, don't you just love that short that short week he got off Monday, and well, I think this is this was a tough week though. Even though it was a short work week, well, it's five days compacted into four. Come that's on, that's what now. it is, right? And Tuesday, Tuesday's kind of a throwaway. I mean, when you come back from the <laughs> holiday break on a Tuesday, you're like, all right, I'm not doing any work today. I'm just kind of gonna get back into the groove. And then all of a sudden, it's Wednesday, and you're like, I guess I have to get something done this week. Pretty much, yes. And then Thursday <laughs> hits you like a hammer. Okay, that's, yeah, that's you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> Hey, the South Florida Morning Show. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Jen is back from vacation next week. By the way, speaking of the weekend, yes, it's true. You heard the forecast, top of the hour. Most likely, we're going to get a little bit of rain yeah. this weekend. But come on, we've had a beautiful weather week. And just be thankful. Put it into perspective. This will make you feel a lot better. It could be a foot of snow. That's what they're expecting for the Northeast, specifically New England, New York region. From uh, Traffic's going to be rough from the Appalachians all Ooh. the way up north. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be nasty. Yeah, it is. No, this is, this is going to be a, a, a pretty rough storm, one that they haven't seen in a few years, actually, mm. in, in the Northeast. I mean, you're talking, you know, the major areas, Boston, New York City, D.C. So that affects travel all over the place, and this still is a big travel month for a lot of people. If you're leaving South Florida airports to try to get up there, you really should check in. I know we say the same thing all the time, but check in with your airline because it's you know, they're going to be they're expecting already tons of delays. <laughs> Can you imagine? Are you talking to your family up in Boston or yeah. New York or something? And you're like, you know what, guys, I'm going to come the weekend after New Year's, right? <laughs> because it's going to be less busy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. And a lot of people do that, right? Yeah, and I, yeah. it would be a good idea. Right. And now, yeah. <laughs> Giant snowstorm. Yeah. It's, Sorry. It's happening. So just watch out for that. All right. News-wise, this is what else is going on. So this is, uh, I don't know. They announced months ago they were going to do it, and it's just going to be awful. I'm glad it's happening today, so a lot of people can ignore it. Biden's going to hold a campaign event today. Oh. Guess what he's going to talk about? This uh, is a major, major theme of the re-election campaign, too. You can only imagine. The third anniversary of the worst attack. Oh, my gosh. Than America's ever seen. I, I, I they're going to commemorate January 6th today, is basically what they're going to do. It, okay, um, the White House <laughs> says they've advanced, they've come up with the uh, press notes already. President's going to make the case that democracy is on the line in this uh, year's presidential election. You knew that was coming. He heads well, towards a likely rematch against Donald Trump. Uh, it's, I can, I'm dreading this, what he says. Could you remember the last time? Remember last year, the anniversary? Oh, yeah. It was the dark red stage. Yep. And the, he was up there yelling and screaming. It was like it was like the Wizard of Oz or something. I mean, it looked like something out of you know a World War II movie where they're showing like a Nazi speech. I mean, it was disgusting. Just the imagery. I do remember that. It was angry. It was dark. It was borderline just like almost had like an evil feeling to it. And he was screaming. Yes. I mean, he was screaming, "Old man!" aboard a re- uh, uh, on top of a red lighted stage. It and- just looked like something out of 1984. Yeah, exactly. It really did. And keep this in mind, too, by the way. You're talking about this goon, this clown, <laughs> going to commemorate 
commemorate January 6th this weekend. Right. He wasn't even in America at any of the ceremonies for 9-11 this past year. Huh. So just, ah. just, just remember that. Okay. Keep that, keep that one in mind. Well, they've, remember, they've tied it as, uh, as bad an attack. Remember Kamala Harris said this last year mm-hmm. on January 6th. As bad an attack on America as 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. I think she compared if, it to the Civil War, too. She did. If he says that again today, they're just laughable. And it should tell you that, the, I mean, this is a major, major campaign like pivot point for them. This is what they're going to run on. Is and that you, to, yeah. to prevent another attack on democracy, you cannot let President Trump even run. That's what they're going to run on, which should tell you that they're, they have very little else to run on over there. Oh, you're right. That is the plan. That's right. Try to scare people. He shouldn't even be allowed to run. Look at what he did. Sure. And this is coming, by the way, at a time where there's more transparency about January 6th than there's ever been. Yeah. You know, a lot of those videos were released. A lot of it, some of it is pretty clear that uh, things weren't on the up and up in some cases. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> what a joke. It's coming. To say. Uh, I, there's something to watch out for in the early part of this year, too. And you kind of had a feeling, Jen was saying this before he broke for uh, Christmas break, to keep an eye on the feds. Regulators investigating the side effects of some diabetes and weight loss drugs. Oh, she's, Jen's been harping on this for a while. I'm assuming they're talking about uh, Ozempic. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You knew this is coming. Medications like Ozempic become wildly popular. We all know that as a tool for weight loss. Now, new reports, and there have been a lot of them. There were a lot of these over Christmas, if you paid attention to them, about patients experiencing hair loss, depression, respiratory issues. Has the FDA concerned? Now, this is one of those litmus tests for the FDA going against Big Pharma. Yeah. Because the makers of Ozempic are making a lot of money for this. They are. That's true. All of a sudden, it's kind of like pivoted. Now it's become marketed as a weight loss drug instead of the diabetes drug. So how much are they willing to push back against Big Pharma on this? This is No, it's a great question, and it's a great point, actually, because that's something we cautioned against this. It works for people. Yes, it does. But you have to ask yourself, okay, what is this? these extra ingredients, so to speak? What's the side effect? Right. You know, it's, it's not natural what you're doing. So mm. there's got to be some type of effect to it. And well, oof. You just be careful. There, there were, I mean, really, truly a lot of reports of those things about bad side effects. Because yeah. people were a couple of months into it and it's finally starting to feel something. Right. I mean, I it, uh, we've seen results from you know people in our own lives. It does work, but you got to be careful with stuff like that. You sure do. All right. You may have heard. We first started talking about this. I remembered the story why we first started talking about the Stan- Stanley Tumbler Cups. Yes. The giant thing. It was the story of the lady who wrecked her car and it was on fire, except the Stanley Cup survived. That's what it was. Yes, that's when it got noticed. That's right. And it had already been huge. I knew about it because my girls were on, you know, they were on TikTok and they were aware of it and they bought them. And they, it's, a, it's a big metal cup. It does keep the water or iced coffee, whatever, cold for a long time. It's got a handle. And apparently it survives a fire. Apparently. <laughs> it, it is all the rage. It's already, you know, really in demand it was through the holiday season now it's especially in demand because they released very smartly a limited edition through starbucks at target stores where it's like pink or something genius so when they put it out for display and for sale there's all kinds of videos people are going insane over this it's like barbie pink oh it's is nuts. The color. yeah and they're running they're pushing each other down to get to it to give you first in line to buy the thing and i, I don't know i for the life of me i can't understand why now, I think it was mostly marketed and promoted and got huge through TikTok. What did you say the hashtag is at? So when you go on TikTok, right, you know, if you're putting up a video or whatever, you can put up a, a hashtag and yeah. see what's trending and viral. If you have the hashtag Stanley Cup, it has 2.6 billion views. Oh, my God. That hashtag. That is 
That's amazing. It's huge. It is. $2.6 billion. So the hype is there. Wow. And there's all kinds of videos. TMZ caught a story, and they don't know where exactly this was. They just say that it's one of those, like my Target has the Starbucks built inside, oh, yeah. the Super yep. Target. This is a story of a guy, because he was probably trying to sell them in the aftermarket. He hopped the counter at the Target uh, Starbucks to steal a whole box of these things. It's a video of it, and what happens to him is amazing. Oh, no. So all the other crazy Target moms oh, no. that were trying to buy this thing, oh. they turned on him. Oh, you darn right they did. Th- this <laughs> yeah. is the audio. The video is insane. This is the audio of them turning it. They got him before <laughs> security or the cops came. This, 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 listen to this madness. of, And they just start beating the guy. Get him! Get him! Stop him! Stop! That's our main narrator. Oh, my gosh. She wasn't totally involved, but thanks to her, we got the actual video of the thing. Yes, thank so you. So he's on the ground, and they're just beating the guy. Jeez. I think somebody got a couple of shots in with the metal cup, too. Stop him! Look at this. is insane. Look at this. He is insane. <laughs> Don't you dare get in the way of teenage girls and target moms when they're trying to get their, their pink... Stanley Cups. No, can, I I would rather mess with a group of Hell's Angels bikers <laughs> than I would mess with angry Target Starbucks moms who haven't had their coffee yet. Are you crazy? Wow. No. Okay. Good luck to you. Well, he. I think he got what was coming to him. Well, they might have put him in a coma. I'm not too sure. <laughs> oh my nuts, gosh, that is insane, isn't what? it? It is. All right, we got some uh, more headlines coming up next. They're starting to film the Super Bowl commercials already. They think. Playoffs haven't even started. Oh, well, they're getting ready. All right. Oh, yeah, they're putting them together. We've got that coming up, uh, some other headlines, too, and a big win for Texas Governor Greg Abbott in the whole border thing. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Going over to West Palm Beach, I think, was very eye-opening because that concept is going to be very similar to Tampa. And also talking to the leaders there in West Palm Beach, that basically said, we're living the economic impact. This is working for West Palm. And if you can work there, it'll work in Tampa. <laughs> Whoa. We've been waiting for this. That's, you probably don't know him. That's Hillsborough County Commissioner Michael Owen. He just took a little field trip with the other West Coast officials to our very own West Palm Beach Brightline Station. Aha. Uh-huh. Because guess what's, guess what's coming? Guess what today, this morning? On the 5th of January is closer than it's ever been before. This is another thing we were talking about at the end of last year. Bright line going all the way to Tampa. There it is. There is no doubt in my mind that this is going to happen. Oh, like, it, like it, none. It has to. There is literally almost no downside. I mean, I'm sure you can find some somewhere. Maybe environmentalists or something. Or yeah, you know, maybe. maybe increase in traffic. Something like that. But when you talk about... I think the good outweighs the bad. You're, oh, totally. I mean, bright line you're able to go... Or Miami... West Palm Beach, Orlando, Tampa. Think of what it means for jobs. Oh, the, the possibility of you, may, well, maybe Tampa's a little bit of a stretch. But let's say you live or work in Orlando and you want to live back down here still. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad for a commuter rail. Got to fix those prices. That's still astronomical. That's rough. Yes. That's, they got to come down on that. Yes. That's insane. It's a great experience, though, from what I've heard. My brother rode one uh, company, yeah. of course. My but. daughter's been on it twice. She liked it a lot. Yeah, so, except they hit somebody again in uh, Pompano well, or something. But then, you, you know, know, as it as it happens. Well, you know, you can't cross, you can't beat Brightline. Stop yeah. doing that. I, yeah. But uh, this was a big deal, and I think it's a feather in the cap to the West Palm officials that this was the one that they used as an example and what they want to copy for Tampa. Here is another West Coast official. This is State Rep. Karen Gonzalez Pittman talking about it. This is going to impact the entire state. 
having our economy do better in Tampa and Orlando and being able to move people back and forth quickly and get people off I-4. Right. That's yes. the selling point. I was it's just about I-4 to say that. I-4 nightmare. That is <laughs> yep. the, that's, their, that's their win right there. Isn't it? Anybody that's that's dealt with I four from Orlando Ugh. to Tampa or back and forth, that's your, and it's dangerous as hell too. So you sell that on a safety concern, um, lessening congestion. They're going to get anything they want to get this thing done. You know, and it's funny because I always say like Miami traffic on ninety five is the worst, but then I get on the I four and I remember, it's oh, rough. this is really bad. It's bad, man. Yeah. So that that's no, that's huge. If you can mm. cut down, that might be the biggest selling point, right? I think it is. I really do. Cutting down that I four congestion and and da- it is. It's a dangerous highway. Well, what about cost overruns? We're going to lessen traffic by seventy five percent on I four. How much do you need? <laughs> Here's what else she said about I four. We're having such a difficult time with the traffic and congestion on I four to get people moving back and forth. It's very important also to help with tourism. And business development in Tampa. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. They oh. took, I guess, the yeah. field trip, kind of cool. They took the train from Orlando to West Palm. That's where they stopped at the station. They looked at it for, you know, ideas and different things. So she's the one that filed the bill. Comes with a price. Uh-oh. Those tracks are expensive, Diener. Ah. <laughs> the initial ask Uh-oh. is $50 million. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. But it's something that's going to be around for 100 years or, or more. That's fair. So is, is that at the cost of Hillsborough County? Is that is that what they're looking at? I don't know. I mm-hmm. think just the expan- uh, probably or she's state, talking about I the guess. expansion from Orlando to Tampa, so right. all, everything involved. I think anyway. It's got to be some type of cost sharing there. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is are the taxpayers going to have to pay for this? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about that. So <laughs> the Tampa extension could take about three years. They estimate from the time that funding, design, engineering are completed. I just don't think it's going to take long to pass this thing. I just don't. No, I, I mean fifty million seems like a drop in the bucket now to what it could be down the road. Yeah, that's very true. What do they? I wonder what they pay, and this would be part of the hearing. What do they pay for, uh, you know, construction and updates to I four anyway? Yeah, I mean, gosh, no, that's a good point. I mean, and, and look, you can probably get the environmentalists behind this too when it comes to cut down on emissions, right? You know, we've got that traffic. one rare rabbit in Hillsborough County. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll go around it. How's that sound? We can, we can. How about we build under <laughs> tunnel, <laughs> bright line tunnel? <laughs> Call Elon and be like, yeah. Yeah, well, he's all into that. Well, we'll hit water. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. All the swamps. We'll, we'll find a way. Yeah, no kidding. No, that's great. Uh, day two, there wasn't that much in there except more names connected to testimony. It doesn't mean they were linked to anything, but they had the, you're going to hear a lot this weekend, maybe at work today, about the Epstein document dump. Day two. The only revealing thing was, first of all, what one of the witnesses has said about Bill Clinton upset at Vanity Fair. One person said he literally himself walked into, marched into the office of Vanity Fair to squash a story about the, his connection with Epstein. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, that, that's have that accusation. Well, really, direct testimony. It's not even an accusation. Right. It's, it's testimony. But I don't know. I, I think the way it shakes down so far, nobody's going to pay a price for many of this stuff. You could say they got away with it. I don't know. I, I think just as guilty in all of this thing are the media that squashed the stories. We know that ABC did. Now we know Vanity Fair did. They could have. They could have prevented a lot of this if they did real journalism. It they feels no. It's true. I mean, it feels like they got away with it. It feels like there's no accountability yeah. for anybody involved. For the media that squashed it for anybody you know involved with this operation. The whole thing is gross. Ugh. God. All right. Better news. We're uh, we're very close. This is the last regular season weekend Sunday of football games in the NFL. Yeah. Then we go into the playoffs. 
but that's not stopping the Super Bowl commercials and going full production already. Are you ready? Really? Oh, I love that sound. And nobody's doubting that this is even a thing because it's not, you know, they, they want the advanced promotion of it. So all kinds of people are saying they caught Ben Affleck on camera, you know, Taurus, filming a Super Bowl commercial for, want to take a guess? I would, just based off of last year and what he did, I would say it's Dunkin' Donuts. Of course it's Dunkin'. Of course. So he was filming a commercial. He was trying to balance a huge Dunkin' order, like a huge, like a stack of boxes, and he like drops them that's like funny. on purpose, like right at the front door. People took that still shot already of a commercial. It's not even out. It's already a meme. It's like me starting Monday. Let's start to 2024. Uh, in one take, he's wearing a T-shirt that says Day Ones. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, under a picture of young version of him and Matt Damon. Ah. Uh, okay. I see the connection there. No official word on if it's a Super Bowl ad or not. You can take that to mean, yes, it is. Yep, sure sounds like it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be hearing about it. Yeah, right. What if they sent him to like a multi-year deal, Duncan? They might have. You know? Hey, uh, Ben, you're going anyway. (laughs) Why don't you film a commercial? We'll pay you. Why not? We'll do this. Just do it on top of each other. Like like what they did with Lord of the Rings. They filmed all three movies at once. (laughs) Let's just film five years of commercials. The sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we got rapid fire again. This is, by the way, this is our first Friday in a long time without... Friday football picks for rapid fire. It's true, but I do have football news. Well, we'll take kind it. Kind of. Yeah. It's all good news. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we'll cover it. We'll send you the weekend with info. It's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. That's right. We got some stuff for you to know. Dina and I have scraped the barrel and we found some Friday information before we send you into the weekend. Jen's coming back next week, by the way. So we'll be we'll be fully armed. Boy, you're right about scraping the barrel today. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. January's kind of a slow note. I mean, you got the yeah. Epstein stuff, obviously, you got that. But this is more relevant, I think, to people because there are so many people that are listening to us that are flying out this weekend. It's a big travel month, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, if you're going to the Northeast, that'd be a little rough. First big snowstorm in a couple of years, they're saying. They're no, expecting over a foot of snow now in the uh, New England, New York region. That will affect travel and car traffic all the way from the Appalachians all the way north. No, it actually is a big deal, all kidding aside. Like, yeah. it's you're talking about a you know their biggest snowstorm in a few years. I think they've actually had like a snow drought in like you know uh, New York City for a couple of years. It hasn't been a lot. I know that uh, they got the Christmas weather in the in the Northeast. I mean, yeah. the Midwest last year. That that's what caused all the started the right. cause of all the problems. But nothing like what they're predicting anyway. I mean, well, they're talking like possibly, and this is on the high end, possibly what a foot of snow in Boston. Yeah, for sure, and it'll it's probably wild. be more. And the reason why they're so concerned about it, it's the heavy snow with the sleet. Oh, so yeah, all of Southern <laughs> New England too is going to be affected by that, which will affect 95. Will affect the airports. It'll back things up. You know, just be aware of it if you're flying out. Like we always tell you, stay close to the airlines, contact them, see what's up. And you know, credit. I know we, we we give the guy grief because it's you know he's just kind of that character. But credit to Jim Cantori because mm. I saw him talk about this on Tuesday. He had out the forecast for this, and he kind of posted everything about it Tuesday morning. He's like, I'm not saying this is going to be major snowstorm for the I-95 corridor on Saturday, but it might be major snowstorm on Saturday. 
I was like, all right. It seems like he was dead on. If he's on 95 at the Massachusetts-Rhode Island line. Oh, he's going to be there. You're going to have problems. You wait till he's there. <laughs> Someone's going to beat him with a snowball. They're going to be all <laughs> amped up. They're going to come after him. You wait. Oh, no. Which, by the way, just real quick, this weather also means uh, pretty nasty rain for us tomorrow. Yeah, so, that's true. So when it's we coming ha- up from the Gulf and yeah. moving its way north. But you know what? Compared to what they're getting. Yes. We had a nice week of weather, so we, yeah. we can deal with that. One bad day of weather tomorrow. Yeah. Just, you know, you, you're feeling bad about your plans being ruined for outside. Just turn on the weather channel and look at that hype. That'll make you feel better immediately. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of uh, kind of, you know, stuff going on down here a little bit. What the hell happened in Miami? What oh, from is the this? weekend. Oh, thank you for bringing this up because no one else is. What happened to this story, first of all? That too. It has absolutely been squashed. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, and I wouldn't be surprised because, like Bill said, no one has brought this up. No. There was a massive, when I say massive, I'm talking hundreds of police cars at Miami Mall over the weekend, along with federal. Agencies, yeah, Fed cars, like you said, hundreds of cop cars, black helicopters, black helicopters, <laughs> all at the scene at, at Miami Mall. Hmm. Was it Saturday or Sunday night? I think it was Sunday. And no one knows why exactly what happened. Now, when stuff like this happens, wild speculation begins. So I'm going to tell you both sides of what's being said. Okay, the official report is that there was some type of fight between teenagers and they're shooting off fireworks. In the mall. This is what makes it even more confusing. Just a fight between teenagers couldn't have led to that response, like with the helicopters and everything. But the witnesses are saying, yeah, there actually were teens fighting. Right. So, there could so that be makes that. it even more confusing. So that's the cover. So now, but why would there be hundreds, literally uh, hundreds of police cars in a federal response in ground and air? There's also reports that they actually shut down Miami International Airport for a little while. And I heard about power outages. Right. Now, that's a lot of this is unconfirmed. And that's because they squashed the story. Exactly. So now there's all kinds of rampant speculation about what it is. People are going insane with theories about this. Because on that side of things, because I've got to mention both sides, there are people who are saying that, yes, they saw 10-foot aliens in the Miami Mall. Of course. And that they were being chased by them. Of course. Yeah, big deal. I see them all the time in Boynton. (laughs) 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 And I need to see any helicopters shutting things down. See the ten foot aliens all the time at Jog and Boy. All the time, cares. all the time. <laughs> They're always out in, there in line ahead of me at Duncan. <laughs> so that doesn't impress me much. <laughs> I don't know, man. And so, bottom line is something happened something, that garnered this response. Uh, and also, and people are shocked at that. Didn't even know that there was that much of a police presence like available that quickly. So something they were able to. Harness all that power and focus it in one area with the helicopter, with the feds. I don't know. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, that's all I'm saying is, look, I, I I get it that ten foot aliens sounds absolutely insane, but what is going on that they cover up this story and that you have a federal response with hundreds of police cars? Oh no, it's a problem. They need to explain something. Yes, it's not for, it's not because of teenagers fighting and shooting right. off fireworks, especially when the airport was affected. And if it's tr- if it's true that that much. The power is up to like 60,000 people for a short time. I, I don't know. But they better explain something. Absolutely. It's Speaking weird. of airports, there was a bit of a scene at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport this morning. Everything's okay, but two Silver Airways turboprop engine planes were involved. The wing of one plane lightly tapped the tail of another while being towed. Really? No passengers on board. Everything's okay. But if uh, 
You're listening to us on the app at the airport, and you still see some ambulances or something or lights, and you got a little bit nervous. Everything's okay. That's exactly what happened, but it's all right. It's going to be fine. And wow. Hopefully, you can get out to wherever you go this morning before that weather arrives in the Northeast. Oh, wow. Hopefully, Jeez. everybody's okay. A double whammy, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is, uh, well, not really self-serving because it is a big story, and it's actually going to be national, too. The Miami Dolphins. I said I had football news because this is our first Friday without our Friday football picks in a while. That's true. Thank God. Yeah, actually, I feel that. Said Jen, take your trophy and enjoy it. That's, she doesn't even know she won yet. She, I'm going to have to bring it up oh, again on Monday. Oh, she knows. She knows. Yeah, she knows deep down in her soul. She's probably laughing all the way to the bank right now. <laughs> but the Dolphins played the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. There's a lot on the line. There is. And that's why I wanted to bring it up just because, well, I miss talking about football at this time on Fridays. If the Dolphins, here's what's on the line for both teams, okay? Because this is actually massive. If the Dolphins win, by the way, this was a 1 o'clock start originally, and it's they flexed it. It's an 8-20 start at Sunday Night Football, so it's oh, an actual it? game. Yeah, trust me, I don't like it either. I hate it, actually. I wish it was still 1 o'clock. Yeah. But now they moved it. It's an 8-20 start Sunday Night Football national game on Sunday. If the Dolphins win, they win their first AFC East title since 2008. Right. When Chad Pennington was the quarterback, so it was 15 seasons ago. And Tony Sperano. Yeah, remember him? And his windbreaker. R.I.P. Tony Sperano. Oh, my God. So that's that's what's on my And they get the number two seed, which means, important here for the point at the end, home playoff games. If the Buffalo Bills win, they get the number two seed. Miami gets relegated down to the sixth seed. Wait, wait a minute. And Buffalo would win the East? And Buffalo would win the East. God, there's a lot to turn on this game. On top of that, real quick... The Buffalo Bills may not even make the playoffs if they lose this game. If the Jaguars beat the Titans and the Steelers beat the Ravens and the Bills lose, the Bills are out of the playoffs. So it's all or nothing for Buffalo. It really could be. Wow. And for Miami on that end, if they lose and there's a 6 seed, which means they have to go on the road, not playing at home, they they would play Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. The forecast for next week in Kansas City, snow and nine degrees. You better be grateful that this game isn't in Buffalo. Absolutely. That right? would be a totally different story. With the storm going Especially up there? Especially if they made it at night. Oh, my gosh. By the time that happens, it may make it to western New York. Right. By then, but it'll be down here. Yes. Wow. So, a lot on, lot on the line Sunday night Must for both teams. Must watch NFL TV. And then uh, Monday night, we got the NCAA championship game. That's right. That's College gonna, football. Yes, that's huge. Michigan against Washington. How about that? So a lot of a lot of good football, and hopefully I'm not really depressed on Monday morning. So we'll see what happens. Hey, by the way, uh, side note here: ESPN just signed like a 20-year agreement with the NC2A for uh, covering all of college sports. Really? It's basically going to be all of ESPN. Oh my gosh! For years, for it. Wow. Mega millions involved that's, with That's this. quite a coup for them. Oh, it's unreal. That's huge. All right, we've got uh, a couple more headlines coming up next, but we've got a, a miraculous, I'll call it a feel-good story. Police were able to find a missing Ohio girl in Florida through her logging on intentionally to a video game from her kidnapper's home in Florida. Wow. This is unreal oh police work that I think we should recognize. We've got that and a lot more. It's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Always good to keep the app handy on the weekend, by the way. And congratulations to making it to Friday. Tough work week. Even though it's a short one, back to work week this week. Mm. It was. It's not your typical short week, no, right? No, it's not. It is not. It was. It was a tough short week. And that's why science says this is the weekend 
then most people totally bail on your New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Man. I, I'm forced to tell you I am drinking whiskey tonight. It's no it's doubt just, about it. It's that I think it's work that does it, too. You made it through the work where you're like, oh, no, I can't. Here's the problem. <laughs> Most people said, and this is the this is that week that these stories always come out too. You know, with oh, the best do your your New Year's resolutions, what to do when you fail. University of London did a sociological study, and they said Monday when you go in and you've totally bailed on it, and you, and, and people see you're taking smoke breaks again, yes, and all your work buds go, what happened? I thought you had a New Year's resolution. They don't want to hear, the, or you didn't go to the gym. They don't want to hear you didn't have time. Apparently, that's the lamest excuse. Nobody, because nobody has time. Right. That's 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 yeah. It's too much of a lame excuse, right? It's like, well, so what? I don't have time either. Whatever you bailed on for a resolution, they say this is the best way to get people to stop giving you a hard time about it. <laughs> you say, I don't have the money. Oh, because everybody understands it. Talk at the heartstrings a little bit, Dina. I noticed you haven't been at the gym. <laughs> I, I don't have the money. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. There's and a they go away. <laughs> but if you just said, oh, I don't have the time to go to the gym, they're like, you fat slob. Yeah, exactly. You know? I do like this idea, though, for a little bit of a hustle. You start like, guys, I, I know I'm really out of shape and I, I, I can't afford a gym membership. Can, can you guys help me out? Maybe start a GoFundMe. Exactly. Maybe you can make like a few thousand dollars off of exactly that. Exactly what it is. That's good. <laughs> help Bill get to the gym. <laughs> GoFundMe.com. Here's the link. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Right, it's, it is. That's a hustle is what that is. Oh, that works. I don't know. I'm going to remember that one. You know, the thing is, <laughs> stop telling everybody about your New Year's resolutions because they like, they, they're dying to see you fail. They love it. Oh, for sure. People love to see other people fail because it makes them feel better about themselves. Absolutely. It, it's a very sad thing to say, but it's the God's honest truth. No, it's a psychological thing. It's true. Especially if they've already failed. And you're the only one holding tough, right? You, know, you got a, a bunch of buds you go out with all the time. It's like, and you're you're the one doing dry January. Yeah. And I did that once, and my friends were like, "What's wrong? Are you sick?" <laughs> like, no, I'm just trying to get healthy. And then you fail, and you're like, "Yeah, he's back." Ah, uh, here he goes. <laughs> did you go through the whole month on dry January? I don't know. I think I did uh, two years ago. Did you? When did that start? It was like two, two or three just, years ago, I guess. It's, it's a recent phenomenon. Around whenever that was, I don't know what it was. Oh, good for you. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so stop telling people about your resolutions. I think that's just, the key. Just do it. Yes, so that's the key. Keep it to yourself. You Self-motivation. You don't have to announce it. Right. You come into the office on, you know, this past week on Tuesday, hey, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'm doing. Yeah. And by Monday next week, oh, right. sorry. Right. Because they'll, they'll remind you about it, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I thought you, you were doing this. You put too much pressure on yourself. You just need some self-accountability and exactly. self-motivation. That's exactly right. That's how you do it. All right. Uh, news-wise, real quick, just things to look forward to or not look forward to in this case. So uh, January 6th is this weekend. Oh, that is tomorrow. The occasion will be marked by a campaign event by President Biden today. Oh, the White okay. House is already out with the copying points. You know what he's going to talk about? He's going to say January 6th is a reminder why democracy is on the ballot this November and why President Trump should not run. Why he should not run so? Wow. How about that? That's the play, huh? However they word that, that's that's what they're going after. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. We're all in favor of democracy, so let's keep this guy off the ballot. That's what it is. They're trying to just keep him off the ballot. He should not be allowed to win. Wow. They are a joke. But if you want to take heart in that, know that that's, they're running on that and a couple of other issues, and that's all they got. Can't run on the economy. It's a disaster. Can't run on the economy. Can't, can't run, run on the border. Border security. Can't run on national security. Can't run on foreign policy. I... There's not much left to do than fear tactics. I'm actually glad that he's having this campaign when he talks about January 6th on a weekend, because usually Friday stories get completely ignored. Yeah, that's true. It's preposterous. Which makes me wonder, is that why they're doing it? Yeah, maybe. You, you know? know, that may be. 
I don't know. People don't pay attention to his speech too much because they know he's going to flub it up so much? Probably. Hmm. All right, we'll wrap up with this. I think it's a miraculous feel-good story. Great story. At the very least, it's great police work. Listen to this. Florida police say they found a missing Ohio girl after she logged onto a video game in the home of her alleged kidnapper. This was in Dunellen, Marion County. The sheriffs there in Marion County found the teenager Wednesday in the home of 31-year-old Thomas Ebersole. It's incredible. She lo- intentionally logged onto the World of Warcraft game. Apparently, there was there was connected to his account. Wow. A gaming account belonging to him was signed on from that same address. They were able to link things up. The sheriff's office says Ebersole admitted driving the Ohio to Ohio to bring the 16-year-old girl back to his home. Oh my whatever the background story is on that, where he could eventually marry her. Oh, geez. It was a call for help, and it worked. So obviously, this was multi-state effort here, and and probably the feds were involved too. But great, great police work yeah. to link this up to officially get a confirmation to find this girl at this house. Fantastic and smart play by her too. Very right to know had to have the wherewithal and be like, hey, this is this is going to work. I'm going to sign online to help them find me. It's a miracle. Wow. It really is. A lot of those stories don't end well, so glad to hear that one did. Unbelievable. All right, everybody, have yourself a weekend. Uh, Enjoy what we got. Just know that you're not in the Northeast weather. Whatever we get is going to be better than that. You're 100% correct, my friend. Jen's back from uh, uh, vacation next week, too. There's Dean around Bill. Have an awesome one, and we'll talk to you soon.